0: This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Our God is the awesome God who is worthy to be praised. And Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. This is the evangelist Juanita Douglas coming to you this morning. To God be the glory for who he is, for what he has done, and what he will continue to do for his people. I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with the word from the spirit of the almighty God in our Lord Jesus Christ, and I want to share with you, this is Renaissance Recovery, one nation under God, and in God we trust. He is the Almighty God who loves his people. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him will not perish, but have an everlasting life. And we said John three sixteen so much. And what it actually means is that the almighty God who created the whole world, the heavens, the earth, and everything that is in it, created mankind and his own image. And we are precious souls to him. And he wants us to delight ourselves in him as he lives in us and through us, through his Holy Spirit. As we come to know him in his word and as we come to know him through his spirit, the almighty God will have us to reconcile unto him so that we can be in that right relationship with him so that we can experience his Holy Spirit so we will know how much he cares for us. And this morning, the spirit of God is telling us that he loves us and he cares for us. And he wants us to know the truth so that the truth will make us free from that death penalty of law and sin and death that we will be able to live in the righteousness and the holy and the perfect kingdom of God forever because his kingdom is coming. God's kingdom is coming. The new heaven and the new earth is coming. We're in the earth now. And those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, the spirit of God, the spirit of his kingdom is in our heart. Because God is the ruler of his kingdom. And Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God over all things. And so the spirit of God lives in the hearts of the believer here in the earth. He told us when Jesus came into the earth, Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It didn't come with an outward show, except only in the spirit of the Lord Jesus, only in Jesus Christ, then in the earth, and those who accepted him. But he has come into the earth. He left the word of God in the earth. It was recorded, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the epistles of Paul, and the other ones as God allowed them to Uh, I'll go into the Gentiles and minister to the Jews and the Gentiles. Almighty God sent the word so that no people will be left out because he's concerned about the whole world. And it's according to our faith, be it unto us. I want you to know, even as I speak to you, I see the word before me. He cares for you. Abba, Father, the giver of life, the God of the universe. Cares and loves the people of God He has created. Acts the seventeenth chapter and the twenty-eighth verse tell us that He created all people, all nations were created by His blood, and all our, our people are His offspring. So God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that if we believe in Him, we will not perish, but we will have eternal life. And so the word of God today is going to share with us how he cares for us and what he has done. And because he knows that he has a perfect place for a perfect people, he is given us instructions of righteousness of how to live this life in this earth right now. And even in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, uh, in the New Living Translation, the word of God tells us, He is telling us to be filled with His Holy Spirit. He says in Ephesians the fifth chapter and the fifteenth, and I mean Ephesians the fifth chapter and the seventeenth verse, He tells us not to be wise in our own understanding, but be wise in the will of God. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein is access, but be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians, I had said uh, a New Living Translation, but a part of this is a New Living Translation, and the other is in the King James Version. So let me just go to the King James Version and read all of it in the King James Version. He says in Ephesians, the 5th chapter and the 17th and the 18th. Well, I start at the 16th verse. Redeeming the time because the days of evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And so the almighty God wants us to understand what the will of him is. And so we're going to talk about being uh, 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 we've already talked about in some of the episodes being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the reason why we are filled with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the very presence of God that's given back to us as we accept the Lord Jesus Christ and God sends the Spirit of His Son into our hearts when we repent, turn from sinning, turn to God, ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us and accept our uh, uh, uh asking accept our repentance and then almighty God sends the spirit in our hearts and we can cry Abba, father and then we have the very presence of God through Christ Jesus living on the inside of us and when we do that then we have a life to live in the spirit so he cares for us he wants us to know that he cares for us and he has that agape love that eternal love that perfect love He's a God that is, is eternal, having a loving plan. He directs us and carry out and sustain us by his salvation. He keeps us in this salvation. He cares for us. He has a loving plan for us and he directs us in this path that we that he would have us to go. That's why he wants us to be saved, to have salvation, so that we can come back into this our uh, uh, this perfect relationship with Him. And we have this perfect relationship because we allow ourselves to be set apart, which means to be sanctified and set apart for the glory of God because He wants us to have His glory. Romans, the third chapter and the um, 23rd verse. Hold on a minute. Let me get that scripture. Make sure I'm giving you the right scripture. I had it a little bit earlier. Romans the third chapter. Hold on just a minute. To God be the glory. Romans the third chapter. And the. um, I think it's around the third. The twenty-third verse. Oh hold on just a second. Romans the third chapter. And. um, At the twenty-third verse says. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace, which means his love and mercy, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has sent forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare the righteousness for the remission of sin that are passed through the forbearance of God. What that means is that the Almighty God sent the Lord Jesus Christ to pay that death penalty to be the sacrifice for us who believe in the blood and redemption power through the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid the sacrifice for all, but we have to be, believe in him and we have to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and we have to live this holy life of righteousness to be able to be the just in Christ Jesus. We God has set forth this plan and his purpose in Jesus Christ and this scripture says even a little bit further up romans the third chapter and the twenty first verse says but now the righteousness of god without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of god which is by faith of jesus christ unto all and upon all them that believe for well, there is no difference. So for every man, woman, boy, and girl that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and him giving us the righteousness of God, because this is the plan that God had. This is the way he wanted to go. It said, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So the righteousness of God has been witnessed by the by. The law and the prophet that God is real and He is righteous, and it's by faith through the law, having faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we accept Him, that we are forgiven for our sins, and being made freely, because He did pay that death penalty and He did the sacrifice of blood and dying to pay the death penalty that was promised to race of mankind. Our God is awesome, and He wants us to know this this morning. Because he wants us to be complete in him. And he knows that the only way we can be complete in him is through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he sends us in his authority of his word. He sends this morning how we ought to know that we are complete in him through the Lord Jesus Christ. So I'm going to share the word of God that he has given to me to share with you today. That is going to be coming from the book of Colossians. And Ephesians, we've already talked about one scripture from Ephesians, the fifth chapter and the seventeenth verse. That we know what the will of God is, and we will know what the will of God is as we live in the Spirit, as we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, as we live in the Spirit, and as we read and study the Word of God, obey the Word of God, believe what is telling you, and obey the Word of God. To God be the glory. The the God be the glory. So He's telling us not to be wise in our own thinking, but to know what the will of God is. For we are complete in Christ Jesus. And so the will of God, He wants us to abide in Him, because when we abide in Him, the Spirit of God is which produces the spirit of holiness in our lives, and that is the spirit of love, the spirit of joy, the spirit of peace. The spirit of patience, the spirit of kindness, the spirit of goodness, the spirit of faithfulness. Okay, gentleness and self-control, there is no law against these. Gentleness and self-control, there is no law against these. And the word also tells us in Galatians, the fifth chapter and the 25th verse, since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not be conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. To God be the glory. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord, and the Lord who is the Spirit make us more and more like him as we are changed into His glorious image. So 2 Corinthians the third chapter and the eighteenth verse talks about being changed into His glorious image. Almighty God want us to understand and accept the Lord Jesus Christ. When we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, we are accepting his living spirit to lead us and direct us in every part of our lives to show us how not to be conceited and to show us how not to provoke one another and to show us how not to be jealous against one another, but to show us almighty his glory and his spirit that makes us more and more like him, are we a change into his glorious image. Our God is the awesome God, and he is worthy to be praised. And so since we have been raised into his righteousness, this is the way he would have the believers to live. Uh, Colossians, Colossians, the third chapter said, and the first verse if ye then been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on the things on the earth. For when you are risen in Christ, you are dead to this life, and your real life is here with God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we all appear with him in glory. And so he is telling us to accept the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he was telling in Colossians, the third chapter. And and he was talking to the church of the Colossians then. And so in the fifth chapter, he's talking to the church at Ephesus. And he's saying the same thing. And this is where we're going to end up at. Being the way, the way of the believer. Living the way of following the Almighty God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what it says. It says, be ye therefore followers of God. As dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. So he gave himself as an offering and a sacrifice unto God, a sweet smelling, a sweet savior in the eyesight of the almighty God. That sweet savor is like an aroma, something really sweet to the smell, something really tender to the heart. Oh God, God is so awesome, and so He is telling us to have this sweet, to present this sacrifice, that sweet melon, smelling savor, that sweet smelling savor. We, when when we God sees the righteousness of Him through Christ living in us, it's like a sweet smell and save unto him he loved the righteousness of his people because he want his people to be with him forever and that's why he sends words of instruction so he says uh but fornication and all uncleanness and all covetedness let it not be once named amongst you as becoming saints in other words he said all unclean things all unholy things all things don't don't covet things don't be a covenant taken up so much that you, it would become your God instead of it would become your idol instead of the things of God, instead of the things of God and his way and his plan for us to God be the glory. He says, put away fornication. Fornication is having sex before marriage and All unclean things, anything that's not in the righteousness of God, is not the purity of God, does not exemplify love, honor, care, and respect, and the spirit of holiness, put it away. Put it away. It should not be amongst the saints. And so once you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you want heaven to fill your thoughts. And so he's telling things that saved people should not be doing. Don't talk filthy. Don't talk filthy talk and don't talk foolish talk and don't talk talk that doesn't make any sense. He said, because this is not convenient. This is not convenient, which means this is not the way, this is not the conversation that he wants his people to have. He wants his people to have that conversation that is fitting and unto righteousness and his goodness and his godliness. For this we know. He says, I neither filthy talking nor foolish gestures is not convenient. It doesn't edify and it doesn't build up. But giving thanks to God glorifies God and it builds up other people and it builds your own self up. And the angels of God watches around you and the spirit of God in Christ Jesus rejoices in you and walking with you because you are doing and you're living in a holy lifestyle. The spirit of love and God's will is done in you and through you, and that pleases God. He says, "You know what?" But giving thanks to Him, when we give thanks to Him, it shows Him how much we love Him and appreciate Him. And He says, "For no, for you got to know that no homongers or unclean person." or a coveted person, a greedy person that put other things before him, who is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And he says in verse 6, Don't let no man deceive you with vain words. Because of these things, coming the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So he's telling you, don't let no man deceive you with vain words to try to tempt you. I don't care who it is. Don't let them deceive you with things that go against the will of God, which is a concupiscence spirit, a spirit of love and division and uh, uh, bringing you into the things that is not of God. But he says in verse, uh, uh, he says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedient. Anything that goes against the will of God is a vain word. Be not there for partakers with them. So don't even partake with people who are want to deceive you, or who are liar, or who even don't be not ye partakers with them. Okay, be not this partakers with them, with those who walk in disobedience, or those who walk with deceiving words, or those who are not, uh, um, in right relationship with God. He said, don't be partakers with them. Don't take up that same stuff they do. He didn't say not to love. He wants you to love everybody and to be kind and good to everybody. But he don't want us to be deceived by nobody. So he wants us to listen only to him and walk in the spirit of God and the spirit of love. And he says in the eighth verse, "For well, we were sometime darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord? Now are you light in the Lord? So walk as children of light for the fruit of the spirit and all goodness is righteousness. Because when we walk in the spirit of the light of the almighty God, we are going to produce the things of the, he calls them the fruit of the spirit. Our thoughts, our activity, our moving, going and doing is going to be in the goodness of things and the right relationship and the righteousness of God. And it's going to be done in a truthful manner. And he says, Proving what is acceptable to the Lord, which means whatever you do, allow it to be what the Spirit of God will be leading you to do and not have any fellowship with doing unfruitful works or darkness, but rather expose them and say the word of God against them and live it with love. Love, share the word of God and resist the devil and help others to resist by acting in a kind and a caring way as you share the word of God with other people. For the fruit of the Spirit in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So when we have the the fruits of the Spirit, his peace, his joy, his love, his kindness, his patience, his kindness, his faithfulness, and his goodness, his gentleness, and his self-control, these are the things of the Spirit of love. And we are walk, ought to walk in fellowship. And we are to expose the things of darkness. But we are to show people love. And he says it's a shame to even do uh, these things. It's a shame to even speak of those things that are done in secret and done out of the will of God. But we are to expose them. And we are to... Uh, uh, Bring in the light of knowing the word of God and sharing this light of the word of God with the people. But all things that are reproved or exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever does make manifest is light. And so when we walk in the light and the spirit of God's word, it will expose the unrighteousness that we see in the world. And when we walk in the spirit of God and we understand the word of God and we see these things going on in the world, we cannot as believers, we can walk in with Christ, we cannot partake of these things that are evil and go against the word of God, the spirit of Christ in us and the state of holiness because God is holy and he is going to send Jesus back for a holy people and he can come any day now and he's telling us to be holy and believe the truth and live the life of the spirit so that when Jesus come back we'll be walking in his glory and we'll have his holy spirit and because he's coming back the bible tell us Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. Everybody won't be dead when Jesus comes. There are people that's going to be living when Jesus comes. But those who die in Christ, the Bible tells us that Jesus will come and they will rise from the dead first. And they will come back with Jesus. And we who remain living in the earth will be changed in the moment and the twinkling of an eye. And so he wants us. When we be risen in Christ, he wants us to seek those things that are above and not those things that are in the earth. He wants us to realize the time that it is and set our affection on things above and not on the things of the earth. For when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ and he lives in us, now we become dead to that sin. That sin no longer operates in this life. In, our, in a person's life. For we are dead, and 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 this is what the scripture says, Colossians third, and the third chapter For ye are dead, and your life is here with Christ in God. So now you have taken on the Spirit of Christ when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and you won't be wise in your own understanding, but you will be wise understanding and knowing who the Lord is and the Spirit of God and the wisdom of God through the word of God and as the spirit of God in Christ Jesus lead and directs you. The power of God will work in you and through you. Because Jesus Christ has all power in his hand. Was given unto him in the heaven and in the earth. And he gives, he shares the same power as he works in man and through man. The power of the living God being filled with his Holy Spirit. Acts the second chapter and the fourth, if you can. Turn from your sin. Repent. Be sorry for the sin. Turn from sinning. Be reconciled unto God. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart and be the ruler of your heart and forgive you for your sin. The Almighty God accepts you back into his kingdom. He gives you access through the Lord Jesus Christ into a perfect holy way of life that's going to be in the new heaven, the new kingdom, forever in the glories of God. You will inherit all things in the glory of God, the new heaven and the new earth that is coming. And that's why he sends words of instruction in righteousness to the nations, nations of God. The nations, people make up the nations. God created the whole world. God so loved the world. Jesus died for the race of mankind to pay that death penalty. So now he's free. The blood the life in the blood, the death penalty has been paid. So whoever accepts the Lord Jesus Christ, the almighty God will come into their hearts and fill them with his love. Fill them with his Holy Spirit. Give them his word as truth. The Holy Spirit will direct us and keep us. He will let us know when we've done wrong. And he will... Uh, uh, expose that to us and then we immediately repent so we could be back into that right relationship with God. The almighty God loves the world and he cares for his people. We are a part of his eternal kingdom. The sin came into the earth but he is telling us how to live and observe his righteousness while we are here in the earth. He's an awesome God who is worthy to be praised. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Accept him into your heart. Because when you do this, you are asking him for eternal life, and you accepting the gift of life that will be in his kingdom forever and won't have to burn in a lake of fire that was never intended for mankind, but for the devil and the angels that went against him in the heavens. God's will be done in this earth in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, To God be the glory. In the name of our Lord and Master, Jesus Christ, amen, amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Our God is the awesome God who is worthy to be praised. And Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. It's in him we live, we move, and we have our being. This event is Juanita Douglas coming to you this evening. Renaissance recovery. In God we trust. Our God is the awesome God who is worthy to be praised. I just want to share with you this evening a word that has just come to mind. For by grace are we saved through faith. And it's not we are ourselves. Not by works that any man should boast. It is the gift of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So we say the scripture, for by grace are we saved through faith. And it's not we ourselves, it is the gift of God. For by grace, and grace is the love and the mercy of the Almighty God, that we are saved. What are we saved from? We are saved from the penalty of death to be cast into a lake of fire forever, being separated from the Almighty God forever. We are saved from that eternal death. And how did that eternal death since has come upon the race of mankind? In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and on the sixth day he created man in his own image, male and female created he them and he blessed them. That was the first thing he did. And then he told them to be fruitful and to multiply and replenish the earth, to have children for the glory and the kingdom of God. And Adam, he placed them in the garden of Eden. And he told them to take dominion rule, dominion rule. So when he told them to take dominion rule, he extended his kingdom from the heaven into the earth to share with his creation, the race of mankind. The Bible tells us in Ezekiel, the 18th chapter and the 4th verse, that all souls belong to him. And then in the book of Job, chapter 10, verse 20 it says that he is responsible for the breath in the in the breath in the life of man and all creatures is the breath of life that is given to us by the almighty God it's in him that we live we move and we have our being Acts the 17th chapter, between the 17th and the 28th verse, he tells us that all nations were created with one blood, and we are all his offsprings. To God be the glory for who he is, for what he has done. And so he tells us, he tells us to make a joy for North all ye land, and serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with thanksgiving, and into his court for praise. Be thankful unto him and to bless his name. So we can be thankful unto him and to bless his name. To bless means to make happy. So we want to make him happy. He, he want to be pleased with his children. He want to be pleased with his creation because he loved us like that. God so loved the world. We are precious to him. The, out of all the creation of the things that he made, we can read about it in the book of Genesis, the first three chapters. Man was his most prized possession. In the book of Psalms, the 8th chapter, this says, what is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visited him, that thou made him a little bit lower than the angels, and crowned him, and crowned him with his glory. And then he says in Psalms 115, verse 15, he says, the heaven, even the heavens belong to the Father, but the earth he gives to the children of men and so he extended his heaven he's extended his kingdom from the heaven into the earth and he was always in the presence of his human being in the garden of eden his presence was there his holy powerful loving perfect eternal spirit was in the presence of adam and Eve, and he gave them instructions of what to do in that garden of Eden. And one thing he told them was not to eat off the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because if they did that, then their conscience would awaken. He says, "He says, do not eat off the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because the day you eat off the tree, you shall surely die, which means you will be separated from me." Okay, okay, so. We know in the story how that they were deceived by the enemy Eve first and then uh, Adam, and they both ate off the tree of knowledge of good and evil that God had commanded them not to. And when, that, when they did that, their conscience was awakened. Their conscience was awakened. Now they have been exposed to an awakened conscience, which means that they can hear, see, taste, feel, and know things that would be contrary to the will of God. In the beginning, God created. God is spirit. He created all what he thought Adam would speak or do. Adam had the conscious mind of the almighty God, which would have provided for all spiritual wisdom, righteousness, and understanding into perfection, because the kingdom of God is perfect, and the heavens and the earth that he created was perfect, and everything in it was perfect, but then to go against God is to go against his commandments. That is a sin, and so Adam and Eve went against the commandment of God as he had commanded them not to eat off the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so when they ate off that tree, they became aware of knowledge and thinking and seeing. And so now they have their enemy have access to their mind and to their thinking because he talked to them and now they are aware and have been and God put them out of His presence, His holy presence, because they did go against Him. And to go against Him is sin. And He will not allow sin to uh, He will not allow sin to dwell in His presence. And so now He has. Um, we are living here on the earth. We are separated from the glorious kingdom of God unless we accept the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't leave us out here like that. In the Old Testament, he he uh, um, he called men of prophets of old, and he spoke to them for them to relay the righteous instructions to mankind. And for those who obey, I mean, obey those instructions, they would be in right relationship with the Almighty God. And those who did not, they would be sinning against God, and it called for punishment. And, and punishment of uh, that, uh, that sin in the way God saw fit to punish them for being disobedient to him. And so he allowed sacrificial laws to be in place in the Old Testament to satisfy the life, the death, death. When an animal was sacrificed, his blood was shed because life is in the blood. But what the animal sacrifice could not do was to replace that glorious image of God that we were created in because God is spirit and they that be in a relationship or worship him is uh has to be in the spirit also so God is spirit and they that worship him or be in a relationship with him uh must be spirit God is spirit and they that worship him must worship Him in His Holy Spirit and in the truth. So how do we know the truth? The truth is the instructions of Almighty God that He will give to Adam and Eve in the beginning and now He gave it through the prophets in the Old Testament and He sent the Lord Jesus Christ, John 3.16. First John says in the beginning, John the first chapter said in the beginning, was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the Word became flesh and it dwelt among us as we beheld Him as the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth and around the second that's the first verse and the 14th verse and around the third or the fourth verse it talks about Him being the light of the world and so light meaning the knowledge and the wisdom and Isaiah the 11th chapter tell us that Jesus coming, Jesus had this mind and Jesus had seven spirits. The spirit of holiness, the spirit of peace, counsel, wisdom, knowledge, might to reverence God. Okay? The, the, he had the mind, the spirit to the spirit of life the spirit of holiness, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, and to reverence, to be quick to reverence, or the word reverence means to honor the Almighty God. In some cases, it means to fear, and to fear means really to reverence the Almighty God. And so we, when God, when Adam and Eve was in the presence of God, and before Adam uh, seeing by taking of the fruit, Whatever God thought Adam could speak it because of that power of God that would work in him and through him. And so now we have to renew our mind and renew our thinking so that we don't think thoughts that are not of God. And so that we don't do things that are not of God. And so God allowed the Lord Jesus Christ, his word, incarnated into human being to come into this earth to share the word of instructions and righteousness unto mankind and he that word the word as he taught his disciples in the book of matthew the righteousness of god and the way to live with each other and the way to come into right relationship with god and being taught that it becomes a part of man mindset and and conscious And understanding that they had to accept the Lord Jesus Christ if any man be in Christ he is a new creature God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life and he did not come into this world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved because um, he died on that cross to pay that death penalty But before he did that, the Almighty God, being Spirit, allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to come into this earth to die to pay that death penalty. And after he paid that death penalty and ascended back unto his Father, before he went to his Father the last time, he told the people, the disciples, that he was going away and he wanted them to go To wait in Jerusalem until they be endowed with power from on high and that power from on high was going to be the power of God the very presence the very spirit of the almighty God that he was allowing man to have back into his inner being Jesus Christ gave the word of God and instructions of righteousness while he was here and before he left the night of the Passover he, the, the, the night before he was supposed to go to the cross, the night of the past, at the Passover feast, he was telling them that he was going away. But he was going to pray to the Father that he would send them another comforter, one that would lead them and guide them into all truth. Because that's what the Almighty God was doing for Adam and Eve before they sinned. And then that's what Almighty God did for the children in the Old Testament. The children, we, he calls us his children, his people. In the Old Testament, and and in the New Testament, he allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to come to die and to pay that death penalty, and 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 so Jesus was getting ready to leave to pay to to die to pay that death penalty for the race of mankind. But he was he was letting those disciples know he wasn't going to leave them comfortless. He wasn't going to leave them without instruction. He wasn't going to leave them without the blessings and the well-being of the Father. But he was going to pray to the Father to send them another comforter. And that comforter was no one other than the Lord Jesus Christ, the express image of God, who made man in the image of himself. And so Jesus Christ came into this earth, the incarnated Word of God, in the image of God, and the image of man, bring man back into a, a perfect image of God and so John the third chapter tells us that except we be born again in the Holy Spirit we cannot enter this kingdom of God the perfect place that he has for a perfect people and if we accept the Lord Jesus Christ and I already have then he sends the spirit of his son into our hearts and we come back into a holy spiritual relationship with him, where he and let this mind be in us that is also in Christ Jesus. So now the Lord Jesus Christ can speak to our heart, speak to our mind through His Holy Spirit living in us, and He quickens us, the inner man, to let us know that His Spirit is there with us. And as we speak to Him and come away time with Him, and 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 let Him know how much we love Him and honor Him and appreciate Him, He. Shows himself to us. What an awesome God! <clears throat> he shows himself to us so that we can have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and it is for the whole world. As we accept Him, He will send the Spirit in His our hearts, that we can cry, "Abba, Father!" Again, we are born back into the kingdom of God with the Spirit of God to be there with Him forever. Our God is the awesome God. There is nothing he will no good things will he withhold from his children. The the Bible tells us in John the tenth chapter that he came, that we can have life and have life more abundantly. In this world we live in and now, it's the Father's good pleasure to give us his kingdom. In the world that we live in now and then the new heaven and the new earth that is to come. So he tells us all souls belong to him. But the soul that sinneth shall die, which means shall be separated from him, to be cast into a lake of fire forever, which was never intended for mankind, but the angels and the devil that went against him in the heavens, and the angels and Lucifer, that you can read about in Isaiah the 14th chapter, that went against him, then Lucifer becoming Satan, and the angels that followed him. now. Are going to be punished forever in a lake of fire at the time when all these things have come to that point right now those angels are change in the pit of darkness waiting on the day of judgment satan is in the second heavens ruling through demonic forces in the earth to strike people and to send temptation to bring them away from the will the plan the purpose of God because he hates God he hates God's people God's people makes up the kingdom of God and the righteous rule and so he's here trying to destroy the people of God now but God Almighty tell us to taste and see that he is good Accept the Lord Jesus Christ he will send the spirit of his Lord Jesus Christ into your heart and you can cry Abba, father which means you are right back in a holy relationship with the Almighty God, and He will keep you in perfect peace when you keep your mind stayed on Him. So trust in the Lord Jehovah, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength, and it's the Father's good pleasure to give you His kingdom. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. So serve the Lord with gladness, So you would be the first to enter into the kingdom of God to be with him forever. And you know what? Our God is so pleased with everyone who would do that. Because it grieves his spirit to have to send one of his souls into a lake of fire that was never intended for them. But that's where sin is punished. He loved the whole world. Seek him while you can find him. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ for those of you all who have not, and allow the Spirit of God rule your heart and your mind through the Lord Jesus Christ, for it's by God's grace and His mercy that we are saved from that lake of fire, and it's not of any works that we have done or could have done. it is through faith and the love of God. To God be the glory, it is His gift to the world. Accept His gift to the world accept his love, love him back. He want this relationship with his people. And we love him back by doing what is right and what is holy and spiritual unto him as we read and study the word of God. To God be the glory for who he is, for what he has done and what he want to continue to do for his people. And that is to bring us into that holy relationship that we can enter into the holy perfect kingdom of God the new heaven and the new earth that is coming. Jesus could come any day now. Be watchful, be holy, and be ready. To God be the glory, be blessed in the Lord, and in the power of his might. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for sharing with us this evening. Evangelist Juanita Douglas. Begotten son, though whosoever will not perish, but have.